1: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 427 for January 21st, 2020, coming up this week. Uh, I got to play three hours of Doom Eternal, and I'm here to gush about it. It's so good. Uh, Plus, some interesting staffing news at Ubisoft, which may or may not have implications for a certain someone's favorite franchise. Uh, Dying Light 2 is the latest game to succumb to the Delea Palooza 2020. And let's see, all that and more coming up. On Podcast Unlocked. Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey back with you after uh, being AFK last week. Happy to be back. Destin Legary.
2: Bam! Hey, everybody. <laughs> Let's get going. I moved the mic away so I wouldn't <laughs> break your eardrums. Hopefully. Did I break it, Borba? No. Producer says no, we're good. Welcome, everybody.
1: Brandon Tyrell, hello. <laughs> How do you
2: follow that? Good
1: morning, everyone. <laughs> that works. Just the scholarly, teacherly, good Bam. morning, Mr. Tyrell. <laughs> Bam. Yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> Miranda Sanchez.
3: Destin, I thought you said you were tired.
2: You gotta bring the energy. <laughs> to bring the show. It's, all, it's all a show.
3: It's like, all it's like, oh, you know, it's just like the stress and sleepiness. And then it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I guess we're all awake now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: On the it's outside, good, I'm an 11. On the inside, I'm a four. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So we'll get started here on the 427th edition of the show. I wonder how many of those
2: we've each been here for. It's uh, I think we started around 200. It was like some you? insane number or this group, you and I.
3: No, you guys were for a long time cuz I, I listened to you guys when
1: you took m- over. Mitch it
2: was around it was 57 then. or 58 was my first one. Wow. So I so came on a, a few on, weeks after that. Right? Yeah. 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 Maybe a year. Excellent. Love wow. It. Uh, I got I got a solid 30 under my belt. said
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our this is our year. <laughs> yeah. Xbox Series X year. There's a lot it. to be excited about. <laughs> no, I'm 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 confident. Cool. This is it. Uh, and of one of the big games that is coming out this year, we'll talk about one that isn't, or at least not anytime soon, Doom Eternal. Uh, I wish one or more of you had gotten to come with me. Yeah, that would have been great. Give me a minute here. No, I just So there's a big preview. Uh, Tristan from our Australia team also got to go see it in Sydney. He actually did the preview while I was working on some other projects, but uh, I got to play the first three hours of Doom Eternal.
2: It was probably really far away. That's why we couldn't go, right? <laughs> That's- you know what? I'll accept this guilt trip.
4: I'll accept this. More, but we shaming. might need to fix the lighting. There's a lot of shade over here. <laughs> exactly.
1: But uh, yeah, you, when when you get the chance, Destin,
2: I that have is
4: played
1: good. it. I have played it. Yeah, yeah. it is. I tell you, uh, Doom 2016 was uh, one of my favorite games that year. I, I personally would have scored it very differently than our particular reviewer did. That's how. Yes. You know, hey, different. It's how how it goes sometimes. But uh, Eternal, if you miss single-player first-person shooters, Doom is the game for you. Mm. It it does have a multiplayer mode, the battle mode thing where it's 2v1, which seems interesting, but this is a just meaty single-player campaign. Mm -hmm. The the three hours I played didn't even feel like I was really putting much of a dent in it. Mm. But if a regular, if your average first-person shooter nowadays is... I don't know. Uh, uh a guy just a uh, just a just a regular guy. Doom Eternal is Tony Montana at the desk doing a mountain of cocaine mm-hmm. and then picking up a large automatic weapon and going wild. Mm. That's if I could sum up Doom Eternal in one gif it would probably be Tony Montana uh
4: with a mountain of cocaine.
2: Scarface final scene if uh I hope it ends <laughs> I hope it ends a little a differently than it did member. for Tony.
4: because well, he, he caught both barrels yeah. in the back. That's
1: so. true. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Doom Slayer seems like he's a little better equipped yeah. to handle.
4: I would imagine. I what Would even make a dent?
1: So. But man, uh, it's really good. It's just it takes. If you play Doom 2016, it just takes everything that game does and really kind of hones it in and levels <laughs> it up. Uh, there's, they've added more layers to the to the combat, so you can really kind of approach each area. Uh, they uh, not differently, but sort of more intelligently, like mm-hmm. trying to decide. Okay, well, do I want to use my flame belch to to try and uh, get some armor off? Because if you use that, the enemies will start spewing armor. If you use, you know, uh, if you go in for the regular glory kill, you'll get health. Right. If you use the chainsaw, you'll just get an explosion of everything. Uh, but that game better than. I think any game I've played in a long time <laughs> since Doom 2016 it just does the 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 tug of war that it plays that it does with you is so good where which 2016 did this too but in Eternal you know you're you're in the middle of just this frenzied firefight with like 20 demons all coming at you and you're you know you're getting down to low ammo and then you're you're like screens flashing red you're down to like 20 health but then if you just you just do enough damage on that just that imp and then you get him glowing for the to to come in for the glory kill and then you you just come in and and you know do some unspeakably horrible thing to him and then boom you get a you get a shot of health and you're just suddenly back in the fight so it's like it just takes you to the brink and then pulls you back and it's it's satisfying every single time i love this game uh, and it's 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 now arguably <laughs> with the delays, it's like the biggest game of the spring now. Oh yeah, it's highest pro highest profile. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: this and one other game, Miranda. You know it.
3: Yeah, was, Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> Same day. <Different> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's
3: so like okay, so I'm gonna load up Doom Eternal. Then take Animal Crossing on <laughs> my Switch to work, and then put it down, and then go home, and go shoot some demons. It's gonna be a great balance of
1: yeah, cute. It'll satisfy uh, both sides of your brain. Absolutely, like,
3: yeah. I, ha- happy, I, must I can have take hope. this much
2: cute, and then I need yeah. this much gore. Yeah. 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 I really want to see
4: the
1: moment where they start bleeding into each other. You're like, Tom, Nook. Get
3: a little, little villager <laughs> yeah. going down to hell.
1: But they're uh, Doom Eternal. They're doubling down. There's a lot more story in it this time, but it's still all optional story. There's I, I encountered. A handful of cutscenes, but right in the corner they're like, hey, just press <laughs> Hold the button if you want to skip this and just get right to shooting things. There are uh
2: Remember when that wasn't a thing? Skipping cutscenes? Oh, I'm I'm glad designers have figured that out. Yes. Not in Doom, just generally.
1: Yeah. Um there are a lot more there are a lot of uh sort of Diary journal things around that are obvious pickups and you know you can, oh, look, yeah. can look at them and read them right away, or you can just read them at the end, maybe you get to the end of a mission and then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read through all the story this stuff. time. So there's yeah, there's more there if you want it, but they're you know, there's a fleshed out the doom lore. Um, the <laughs> it's it's just the 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 monsters are so good. Like they're uh, they have weak points now, mm-hmm. which they didn't in twenty sixteen. So just add trying to add another layer of strategy to it. So the the, uh, the Arachnids, the little mini spiders, because uh, there's there's the Spider Mastermind, but uh, they have so they have like a, a turret on top, uh, which they just p- just pelt you from long range. But if you target that and take that out, then they just get real mad, and they can all they can really do is rush at you for a for a close range attack. So you've you know you've you can kind of like. You can decide what you want to do. You can take, you could target that and then say, like, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about him for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to worry about what's going on over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the revenants, which are the sort of skeleton guys with the, that fly around with the jetpacks and have, uh, the flames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, th- you know, you can target, they're individually target those. Oh, cool. So, you, you know, you take those out and then they can't fly around and, and come at you anymore. So it's stuff like that. And then, oh, the other good one was the, the classic caco demon, the big, mm-hmm. like, pink, purple, floating giant mouth. Uh, if you, one of the, the weapon attachments, what weapon mods, I think it's really for the shotgun, is a grenade launcher. And if you, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you just, if it, when it opens its mouth, yeah. you just pop the grenade launcher in, it, it staggers back, and then you have a chance to just go in and lay waste to it. So, man, it's, this game, like, you know, we talked about how, like, last year was a good year for games, right? There were plenty of good games, but there was no, we talked about, there were no, like, front runner.
3: Just like, like the masterpiece. obvious. Masterpiece level, yeah. kind of
1: like. Or 2018, we had, we had Red Dead Redemption 2 and God of War. And, and just for me personally, there weren't a lot of, like, just games that, that just. Tickled my brain specifically mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal is definitely one of those games that just speaks directly to me. Yeah, uh, and hope and I imagine it's gonna
2: do the same for a lot of people. Yeah, Doom Eternal is definitely gonna be at the top of my list of stuff that I'm gonna be playing in the upcoming months. Sorry, Miranda. I, I don't. I'm not an Animal sorry Crossing. Sorry
3: to me. I mean, I'm gonna play it too.
2: I'm sorry, <laughs> Animal <laughs> Crossing fans. Not my kind of game. It's okay. No, I love killing stuff. I'm just that's, talking to our viewers. You don't kill yeah. stuff. You can in Right. Right. You can
4: kill some weeds. There you go. Yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Eat uh, fish. So like that's coming <laughs> this really. year and then like I have a nice little gap before Final Fantasy Seven, you know, on the PlayStation hits. And then yeah. later in the year, it's just it's overcrowded to be honest. But yeah, yeah, it's going to get a little crazy. It's really backloaded year this, this year. year.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, sure?
2: we don't know what's coming in the middle. Really, we have some ideas, but
1: well, we also yeah. don't know the entirety of what the fall looks like exactly. with <laughs> Series X and PS5 launch. What yeah. are the launch games? Well, we already yeah. have
2: Halo,
3: and that's all I needed. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, that's going to be great. We expect Forza Motorsport Eight, but it's not announced yet. We talked about, I think, right before the break. We talked about, or maybe it was the first show after, where you know, I, I think we think there's going to be at least one more first party offering in that mm-hmm. in that day one launch mix. And it's like, mm-hmm. what, you know, what's that going to be? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fall is still, it's already getting crowded, yeah. and it's uh,
2: it's only going to get more crowded as time goes on. To, to bring it back in before I completely derail the conversation, Doom. Uh, that whole combat mechanic puzzle of, you know, kill for ammo a certain way. Yeah. Kill for health a certain way. Getting to play it twice. The first time you play it, you might not quite realize the mechanics if you're like just being thrown into it. Like yeah. I, like I was at the event the first time I played it, mm-hmm. but then you play it again and you're like, okay, I know this dance. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yep. And then you go in and you just wreck shop yeah. and it, it's, it's a blast. And it's, it, it- from playing the first three hours, it onboards you reasonably well. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's
1: not an easy game. Don't get me wrong. And you can adjust the difficulty anytime you want. They were clear about that at the event. Like, hey, if you know, if you want to really dial up, dial it up to ultra violence, like go for it. But if you want to dial it back, feel free. I was doing, uh, I just started on hurt me plenty, which is yeah. sort of the, the middle.
2: <laughs> I love their difficulty. It's <laughs> so good. Well, and
1: they're, they're, they've kept the original yeah. games too, mm-hmm. which yeah. is nice.
2: To me, uh, it, it marries my love of FPSs and, and fighting games. Sure. Yeah. You can yeah. go into a fighting game, you can button mash and maybe you'll win. But if you really want to dive in, you learn the mechanics, the combos. Right. There's like the an efficient way to play. Yes. And you,
3: you don't have to, mm-hmm. but if you do, you're going to be better off for it. It's
2: very yeah. cool
4: that when you, you you have games like this where the core gameplay loop is enter a room, kill everything – replenish and go yeah. this one is there's a sort of a loop within a loop right mm-hmm. so like the loop is fight fight, fight, fight get low replenish health go on to the next guy and uh i really appreciate that i i'm not that kind of player mm-hmm. so it forces me to like kind of get in i i'm the guy that like opens the door and i'm like Pew. Okay, everybody, come to me. And I stand in the back. I save all my
2: health potions because yeah, yeah. you never know. That's kiting, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's specifically it is strategy. designed to
1: to the, to not be. You can't exactly. really play yeah. it that way. Like, so, you have to get in there. Yeah,
3: it's movement so important. I, so you I learned that
4: with going. 16. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas like, okay, the door opens and you're like, ah, and just run straight <laughs> in and like bounce from guy to guy to guy to guy, you know, or demon to demon to demon to demon.
1: Yeah. I'm They're not, demons, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
3: it's, it's, it's I'm not a ass- guy. Not assuming You're demonic guy. gender
1: here. It's okay. the ultimate, you know. Doom maternal is is. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> yeah. Rorschach quote the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh it's gonna be that game. Oh, more March 20th soon coming up. Um. So yeah, please check out our preview. So there's we we did a few things. There's the preview from Tristan. Please check that out on IGN or YouTube. You can uh, read it on IGN or watch it on IGN or, of course, watch on YouTube. Uh, Matt Perslow from our UK team also played it. Uh, We took the the three-prong approach. All three uh, major IGN uh, outlets got to see it and play it. Matt cut together this really cool, just I think it's 10 or so minutes of, of gameplay that he edited together that shows off the super shotgun, the rocket launcher, all kinds of stuff. Uh, And then I put up a little news story. I I interviewed Hugo Martin, the creative director, about multiplayer specifically. So, um, yeah, we've got a bunch of coverage up for Doom. Would love for you to take a look at it because, man, that game looks and feels so good. I can't wait. (laughs) This week's podcast Unlocked is brought to you by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, right? We've all got a lot going on, cooking can take a while, but you want to get a good quality meal. Factor is awesome. Check them out. They have fresh, never-frozen meals that are all chef-crafted, dietitian-improved. And get this, this is the best part, ready to go in just two minutes. They send you everything, different stuff every week. You throw it in the microwave, two minutes, boom, you're done, you've got a good meal. I have tried these, they taste good, it is good stuff. Over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus options, and keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons if you need to help stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So, get started right away. They've got everything from pancakes, smoothies, more, you know, breakfast, not just dinner and lunch, it's breakfast as well. No prep, no mess, they are ready to heat and eat flexible for your schedule factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required that is the best part and I know from having tried this for myself boy it just saves a ton of time so sign up and save factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and also tastes real good as well if you're interested head on over to factormeals.com slash unlocked50 and use the code unlocked50 to get 50% off. That's code unlocked50 at factormeals.com slash unlocked50 to get 50% off.
0: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. grow with Shopify sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm all lowercase go to shopify.com slash r e a l m now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm
1: all right uh, let's get to the news proper uh, So, Maxime Balland, if that's a name you're, like, eh, maybe I kind of recognize... He was the creative director on Rainbow Six Vegas, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was, uh, of course, before Rainbow Six Siege's huge success. Vegas was the last time we had heard from Rainbow Six uh, on the 360 generation, and Vegas was a real excellent series. Yep. <clears throat> uh, it was real good, and then Max went on to... Uh, to work on, he was he headed up Splinter Cell: Conviction and Blacklist. <laughs> I like convic-
2: Conviction a lot. I know most people didn't. Well, I think it was the, like it was too linear. I don't. I don't think, I don't the think main...
1: saying people didn't like it is. It actually sold very well. It was received well. It was mm. just. It was. I think the purists were like. It's my least favorite Splinter Cell. Yeah. With no disrespect to Max, just it's. Can, more, can you articulate why? Yeah. Yeah. It's more action oriented. It it mm. it brought the uh the mark. The mark and the easy button. Thing. Yeah. So you'd you know you'd come into a room, tag a bunch of dudes, and if you'd had enough stealth juice built up from from right <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> from coming around, you know, from, from snapping a bunch of necks, you'd build up the meter, and then you could come in, you know, to a room with four guys, mm-hmm. tag them all, and then hit the button and yeah. it'd be, do the slow mo thing of mm-hmm. just taking them all out. Oh, um, like
2: like Red Dead Revolver bullet time kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you slow down um, time, mark everybody, like, and just bang 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 bang. And if if conviction was this for like the amount of things that you could do in a situation blacklist opened it up blacklist the blacklist the main problem was Ironside, i think really like that was a really tough sell I mean,
1: for purist
2: yeah and his absence was
1: very much felt uh I, but you're right on the gameplay side they did still have that kind
2: of uh bullet timing mechanic win but button you could die like you could tweak it all there was a you can play on Perfectionist, and it, you can still mark, but you can't execute. Exactly,
1: and yeah. you'd could, you you'd get rewarded for stealth, mm-hmm. like, specifically, so you could upgrade yeah. your gear just from doing stealth things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Blacklist really pulled it back kind of mm-hmm. in the other direction. But So, you know, Max is an accomplished guy. He had left Ubisoft uh, for Epic. Mm-hmm. So who knows if he was working on Fortnite or spinning up something else that hasn't or won't see the light of day. What
2: was that shooter? That they did before they canceled it. Well, they were
1: redoing, they were uh, remaking Unreal Tournament.
2: Yeah. Oh, I know they did Unreal, but Epic Epic did a a shooter that they shut down. Oh, the the Paragon. Paragon, Paragon. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Paragon? Yeah. Like, that was a MOBA. Yes. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was Twitter. It, it, that people, MOBA was
4: really cool too. I liked
3: it. I never actually got around to playing it. I, but.
4: I played it a few times and there I felt like there was a, a, a pretty steep learning curve, but it did a lot of really interesting things with like elevation and height and lines of sight and visibility. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact it was just friggin' gorgeous. Yeah, and probably it's the like best looking style.
2: MOBA I've ever seen. And of course uh, they yeah. have their launcher in Fortnite. Fortnite's yeah. their biggest property, Borderlands 3 launched right. on the Epic store. So, so that's what they've been up to.
1: Max has uh left Epic and returned to Ubisoft, uh, where he will serve on the editorial board, which is interesting. I should give credit, this was first reported by Video Games Chronicle, so mm-hmm. a tip of the hat goes to them on this.
2: You want to fill people in on what the editorial board is and how that's sort of evolving because there was a press release about it over the weekend? Yeah,
1: so yeah. that's kind of the the interesting bit here because you see this as, a, as a, again, speaking to my fellow Splinter Cell fans, mm-hmm. you see this and go, well, oh, wait, Max is back. And a, two or three years ago, Clint Hawking, who was the creative director mm-hmm. on Splinter Cell: Chaos Theory, the, the the greatest Splinter Cell of them all. He also did Infinite, didn't he? Bioshock Infinite. Clint Hawking, I don't believe so. Didn't he do a
4: Bioshock? He's done a lot of really
1: interesting. Yeah, but he, things. yeah, he's uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's Chaos Theory, and he had he left. He was at Valve for a while, mm-hmm. and he didn't put out anything that we oh. like. That clearly had his name on it. Like, I don't know if he just, if well, he worked on Dota or if
2: he worked on Artifact. Probably Artvac not. There's also not a whole lot coming out of Valve these it. days, so. Well, well that,
3: they have stuff in the works. It's yeah. just yeah. been a quiet, like,
2: Artifact. Half Life, Alex, Left 4 Dead 3. Just kidding. Oh, Left 4 Dead. Don't, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't. What are you doing? <laughs> there was a leak and that's not. It not just, just blew over. Yet. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Destin's kicking the tumbleweed back into the road. Seriously.
4: Very interesting.
2: The reason I was sort of like, well, I meant to set you up for it, but the whole editorial board thing yeah. at Ubisoft is really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I right. mean,
1: I, the thing is, there there, there may be other publishers that work this way, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not necessarily the exact same way, but Ubisoft is kind of the more, I guess, transparent about it in that uh, they effectively have a, a team of creators that, uh, to the best of my understanding, gives feedback on games in progress, uh, which... It stems the range, I'm sure, from everything from accessibility to just design feedback to you know usability feedback, all, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, to I think they also like greenlight games. I don't know if they actually are the ones that will cancel projects hmm. or not. They might be. I don't know for sure. But uh, yeah. So Max is coming back to be on that editorial. Board, so it is not a to the again to the best of my knowledge, it's not a development role. Like he is, you know, Ubisoft has a lot of projects. Not you know, you got to remember there's mobile projects, there's you know various, and they have a lot of teams projects. Too. Yeah, there's there's a they're a big global company, so mm-hmm. I don't think Max will be doing day to day development work, but he'll uh, he'll be on this board. So uh, it it means it effectively means that if there is a if a new Splinter Cell did finally come around. Max probably isn't going to be working on it, but if somebody makes him a good pitch, mm. he's going to probably be more likely to cast his vote in favor of proceeding with that and giving feedback on that project along the way. So I don't think this directly – because I got so many tweets. I love everybody for sending me those. They're <laughs> like, this is it. It's It's finally happening. Uh-huh. Like, well – not from this specifically but he you there is now a very pro splinter cell voice <laughs> in a po- position of significance mm-hmm. uh, back at ubisoft so yeah. that's good to see and i think i'd start to of say yeah clint hawking he had returned to ubisoft yeah. after valve and uh,
4: i was i was just looking up what he was been working on i yeah. think he's on legion right now
1: i think yeah i believe that's
2: correct what's legion Watchdogs. Watchdogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, Watch Dogs yeah. 3.
1: Yeah, another one that got delayed, so you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Um, that was supposed to be out, you know, early, around this time of the year, that, first quarter. But. It just
3: makes me think of, like, it's like, oh, the grandma game.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, pretty much Ellen. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> why I thought he did Infinite, but Clint Hawking's got his name on a long list of really He's a games. very
1: talented guy, so that's my <laughs> new dream is for Clint Hawking to head up a new Splinter Cell and then Max to, you know, Give that's a little notes along the way yeah. <laughs> from the editorial board. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the good news and bad news is that Max has returned the head of conviction in Blacklist, but he probably won't be developing a new Splinter Cell himself. Hey. Hey. Games get delayed all the time. I've heard Apparently, that happens.
3: This past week or so, it's uh, especially a big deal. <laughs> we,
4: yeah. need, we need some cool, like, catchy, catchy buzzword for it you know this pe- this period of the year where everything gets delayed delay a palooza delay mageddon delay mageddon
1: delay <laughs> del- gate i got that's nothing the, that's the classic go to but gate not, on anything
4: well that's kind of
1: like
3: like also like, implies that there's a problem <laughs>
1: that's true That's true that's true and there's really not uh games are hard mm-hmm. we, we we only have that sliver of an understanding of it as as games media professionals who talk to developers and cover this stuff we don't even know what it's what it's truly like on the on the inside trying to get this stuff done.
3: Contrary to some of our family members think we do not make games. <laughs> so. Or
1: play them all day. Correct. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, Remember when we used to play video games? <laughs> uh, Brandon, what is the latest game to hit the delay-mageddon? We'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll- yeah, you guys need some um, more.
4: The latest game is, unfortunately, Dying Light 2 uh that game has been pushed out it was scheduled for spring spring 2020
1: there was no specific date on it but <clears throat> there just no spring.
4: it was just a, a release window but from their official announcement we were initially aiming for a spring 2020 release for dying light 2 but unfortunately we need more development time to fulfill our vision understandable we will have more details to share in the coming months and we will get back to you as soon as we have more information summer is
2: barren please release more things in the summer
1: I'm I mean, just, it, it is every year, right? And I mean, until A three, right?
2: Yeah. The, then we got a little bit more flesh. You know, every
1: of it. it feels like every year or every other year, there's a really big, high profile profile release in June. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen, some,
3: sometimes we're just before it.
1: We've seen yeah. The Last of Us in June. We've seen Batman: Arkham Knight in June. We've saw uh, No Man's Sky in June. Oh,
3: right, right.
1: Um, there have been, but you're right though. July is always just yeah. a wasteland.
3: And like sometimes you get something at the end or midway through August. Yeah, uh, Control
1: this past yeah. year was an end of August big release. That's our game of the
2: year for they, 2019. They probably mm-hmm. steer clear of E3 and Gamescom. Like announcement things where people are getting like during the hype cycle. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my only guess as to why people wouldn't release during those months. Yeah, July- e- E3 is July, right? This June. year,
3: June. So Until it's June. June. Late June,
2: this year? early, mid, mid June, mid-June.
3: mid again, like second uh, yeah.
2: week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Then maybe they're I just mean, like maybe a bunch of stuff could come out in July that it was announced at E3. You're right. It, it yeah. does
4: take. Anytime a game is released, there's like a uh, excitement. Uh, I don't know. A tangible excitement that you yeah. can you can cash in. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, there's nothing going on. This game is dropping. People who want a new video game are like, oh, I'm definitely gonna play that. Yeah. Um. I mean, games have, like, turned themselves into series and franchises based off an August release window, right? Because mm-hmm. there's just, historically, there hasn't been much in August that's totally different now, but, like, Borderlands I believe released in August, and uh, uh, board,
1: th- 3 was September. Borderlands 1. 1? Okay, yeah, I don't remember. I will trust you on that there's, one.
3: There's a lot of games I could see, it's like, this is a perfect summer game. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't you have this out earlier at the beginning of summer? Like, there's just something to it that it feels like they're missing. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of fiscal reason as to why they yeah. don't want to launch in this certain period, but it just it makes me. It's like just the time to catch up on old games that you missed or something, and that's always fine. But I think I'm just still bitter about Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> really, what it comes down to is like I think there's just such a great time to release at the end of spring, and then you have that entire summer just to get, get time with those games. Yeah. Um. And we never see we are not guess never, but hardly ever see big things come out at the end of June or like mm. throughout July, mm-hmm. and then like August is Gamescom, sure, but I mean. You know, like, there's we get still, stuff in there's August, still time. Yeah. we'll get stuff in August, like July. Well, I feel like is like usually yeah, the yeah. most dead, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, which
4: is why like programs like Summer of Arcade were so awesome, yeah, yeah, because right? you have 60 days where like there are not a ton of releases, highlight
3: like, like the smaller games that are coming out then, which is what I like to do is trying to find those that are coming yeah. out. I'd
1: like to come point come out this? that we have been beating the Bring Back Summer of Arcade drum the entire generation, which is now almost over. I'm gonna keep beating that drum for Series X. So, I say Phil Spencer. There is still time. Summer has set. Come on. Next just, summer twenty twenty one, Series X. Let's go.
3: I thought there's like a fun way to do that with Game Pass too, as far as like either special achievements or some sort of, like, program to be like, great hey, look point. at these awesome games that are coming out on Games Pass and you already subscribed to it. So all you have to do is download them and, like, join the celebration of playing these different games that we want to yeah. highlight and focus on.
4: Excellent point. The, yeah. the great thing about Summer of Arcade was it wasn't... Xbox Live Arcade had a lot of great games, mm-hmm. had a lot of OK games, too. <laughs> Summer of Arcade was, like, A unification of um, you know the platform developing these sort of digital games, but also the uh, um, Xbox marketing team getting really behind it Mm -hmm. and pushing these games into the spotlight where they didn't have to really compete with anything. So one game per week for four weeks was crazy. I I remember
1: in in the 360 days, I would talk to developers, in indie game developers, Mm -hmm. some game uh, from some of arcade games. I would talk to them in the springtime, like early in the year, springtime. And we would have conversations about like they would say like oh yeah what's, so your when are you looking at trying to get the game out and I would I would hear time and again like yeah we're well we're talking to Microsoft we're we're in consideration for some of arcade it was something it was to a like yeah slot. yeah and 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 justifiably so because you know, you'd get extra attention on there and you were both both overtly and kind of uh, covertly. It was this mark of, this unspoken mark of quality, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was a summer of arcade release, it was going to be good. So.
4: I mean, think of the games that came out of
1: that program. Oh, it's, it's quite, it's a heck of a list. Oh, yeah. We, we should go over it on one of these shows. Yeah, I don't have, I list. don't have
4: it all on top of my head, but like, yeah. I believe Castle Crashers was there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah uh braid braid uh, limbo i
1: mean it's i think it's,
4: it's, maybe dust and elysian tale yeah, was on there yeah. which was a gorgeous Correct. it was sort of like a side scrolling ori like aesthetically uh deadlight which was a gorgeous zombie yes. game yeah. platformer really enjoyed that one some just just some real some real bangers state
1: of decay <laughs> state of decay yes, it's yeah true. How did it, yeah absolutely god uh, that right came, towards the end of the, of the of the summer of arcade line there yeah yeah. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see when Dying Light Two does slot back in uh, and, and find a more more concrete release date. But again, it's fine. Like we have, we still. The point I wanted to end on with this is, okay, you might be bummed, like, oh yeah, I was really looking forward to Dying Light Two. Well, let let them make it better. And in the meantime, this is just the spring, which is again when when uh, Dying Light Two was supposed to come out. You've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps in March. You've got Doom Eternal in March. You've got Resident Evil 3 in April. You've got uh, Hunt Showdown on Xbox coming out of Game oh, yeah. with some new content into like final the 1.0 release dropping, yep. yeah. in uh, February. And then, okay, these aren't Xbox games, but still big releases. If you're you know, playing on PC and/or PlayStation, you've got Half-Life: Alex in March. You've got The Last of Us 2 in May. You've got Final Fantasy VII Remake in April. So um, it's a real busy spring. There's a lot of incredible games, what, or at least incredible on paper, games to be excited about. Yeah. So uh, f- fear not is the is the moral of the story. Well, here's the thing: is we
4: live in a, a time now. Where the industry is—I uh, don't want to use the word healthier, but more robust than it's ever been. So, like you were saying, there's not a whole lot to do in June and July um, if you're if you're not, you know, working in the industry. It's a very busy time. But if you're playing video games, here's the thing. There are more games that come out every year that we can possibly play. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if like a summer of arcade thing, which really, you know, a program that really took advantage of that lull in the middle of the year, if that's even viable anymore. Because with Xbox Game Pass, you have every game on Xbox Game Pass that you haven't played yet that you've wanted to try. Like those are at your fingertips. You've got games from 2018, from 2017 that you haven't played yet.
3: There's still that choice process though, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much there. It's like, how do I find something I want to play? And if they can showcase something that's new, that's maybe flying on everyone's radar, and that's just like a great time for it.
4: There needs to be a tool, and I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's out there. Maybe
3: we could have our own little celebration. Who knows?
4: (laughs) People will let us know. Summer of IGN? Yeah.
3: That'd
4: be cool. Kind of like an IGN first style highlighting one thing every week. Anyway, um, I want there to be a tool where you press a button and it scrubs everything on Xbox Game Pass and says, today you're going to play this.
3: It's like a dice roll and just yeah, here's pretty much. the thing.
4: Netflix, there there was a, a website that did the same thing for Netflix. Like, don't know what to watch, press the randomize button. And then you filter out, like, I'm really feeling comedy today, maybe horror as well, and only movies that are two years or younger. You know?
1: I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could even see, I, I think Steam might do this. Miranda, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, of it kind of gets to know based on your purchase history yes. and your browsing history yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and like tries to algorithmically curate things it'll it thinks you'll like. It has
3: things based on tags. Yes. So it'll like pull those based on like a lot of different kinds of tags.
1: I actually really like it it's pretty accurate too.
4: Like every time yeah. I open Steam they're like you're going to love these fantasy RPGs and I'm like yeah, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: right. <laughs> when I have time to play yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. TV Unfortunately Sunday. each one takes 100 hours, but you know. The hard part. Yeah. What's what's 100 hours? It's was it like uh it's like 2 days? <laughs> Is that how time works? That's how time works. You don't
3: have to do anything else. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, games. I
1: games. No responsibilities. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's move on to the loot box. And then we've got a trivia question because <laughs> we got to get, get that going. Cause, uh, We're all nope, zero, right? I know. Nobody got the first week and then I wasn't here last week. So um, let's start with the loot box. Oh, Evan. Did, did you not watch last week? We all we all got it right. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. All okay. of us. Well, good to know. All four of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evan asks... This is a good one. This is a fun discussion topic. What dormant Xbox IP would you like to see rebooted? (laughs) Not remade, rebooted. So Evan himself says, I'd love to see Perfect Dark come back. Great I think Splinter Cell has left a big hole in the stealth genre and that there's lots of room for an Xbox Game Studios developer to make something unique with both stealth and action gameplay in a futuristic setting.
2: Imagine Perfect Dark but with a heroine that's closer to... Scarlet Witch. Or not Scarlet Witch, darn it. Black Widow. Black mm-hmm. Widow in oh. the Marvel Avengers series. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mixed up. She's that. the most powerful character, character in the MCU well, she, apparently. She's great, but she's like magical, right? Like yeah. Black Widow is more practical. Yeah. Gun. Real I'll well, say realistic like stealth, in quotes. Spy. Yeah. 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 Assassin, and I guess. Perfect dark. It's like a futuristic version of that character yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with him, that would be a great franchise to do. Yeah. My answer though. Yes. I, I think there is definitely something interesting within the Rise of Rome series, and I hope they don't abandon that IP. It was a great launch title, it looked gorgeous. Gameplay wise, it was too repetitive. Like that's right. largely what yep. they ran into probably great like. story though. Yeah. Uh, Marius
1: story. was a wonderful main character. Yeah.
2: And uh, so that's my that's my more modern answer and the remake that I'll say after seeing Microsoft Flight Simulator, I would love to see what they could do with Crimson Skies. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Oh no! Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I was You're taking two well, over here, well, Ryan. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's well, fine. elaborate. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I should have shut up. <laughs> How dare you? I didn't think anybody
1: would say that. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll pick another one.
2: All right. Go ahead. It's fine. Well, no, I just, I just think with the, the new technology that they could do a lot with something like Crimson Skies, and yeah, there was just so much cool stuff that they did back in the day with that franchise, and I would love to see what they do with a modern take on it.
1: I mean, it. that, that game was. Might have been
2: 2003.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I want to say 2003, and it had some. You know, that was back when nobody that outside of Rockstar could do anything remotely resembling what Grand Theft Auto did. It yeah. was just the gap was. I mean, it's, I would argue the gap is still pretty significant, but there are good open world games now. Back then, Rockstar were really the only ones doing it. Um, but Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge. There were parts you could get out of the plane yeah. in certain sections and there were cool like ground-based elements to it. Mm-hmm. It was also a super pretty game. Yeah. The controls were were really fun. They were kind of I would say they, they weren't simulation like but Maybe not totally arcade either. Kind yeah. of a little bit of a,
2: yeah. a mix.
1: A little bit of a
4: mix, it
2: took, yeah. It, you could fly, but it took skill to master. <clears throat> that's, yes. That's, yeah.
4: that's the important part of dogfighting games, right? Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, Star Fox on the 64 was the last time I really enjoyed a dogfighting mm-hmm. game, but that was super arcadey. Crimson Skies really, really like made it easy to get into and, and pilot. If you played the campaign, you were ready for multiplayer kind yes. of thing. Um, But dogfighting really needs a high skill ceiling. Otherwise, what's the point, right? It's yeah. just whoever sees... Whoever gets behind the other person wins. Mm. So I, I really appreciate the series, and I think there's a there's a ton of room to move that series into next gen, right? Yeah, yeah. for
1: sure. Well, oh, I'll, we'll go down the table. I, I will I will uh, piggyback off of what you said by going with another FASA, former FASA studio IP. Mm. Here we go. Ready? Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. Oh, as a first person RPG done by Obsidian. The okay. perfect people to oh, do it. I like it oh everything uh, that could be cool cuz if you remember if you're an old enough Xbox gamer you remember that the Shadow Run game that came out in 2007 it was ironically it ended probably ended up being ahead of its time mm. it was a no, there was no single player campaign it was just a it was a team based multiplayer shooter where you know you had different abilities and powers and things from the from the the Shadow Run world And it played really well. It just it it kinda got a stink on it right away because back then you just it was unspeakable to not have a single player campaign. Um, and you know and I've How dare they the the head of that studio and the head of that project, Mitch Gittleman, came in here and did unfiltered. Must have been a couple of years ago now. And Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about that. If you're I would really encourage you to go check out that interview because he he kind of laments the how that all turned out, and he yeah. speaks candidly about that. <laughs> uh, and you know, even back then, everybody said, Well, we, we want our first person RPG Shadowrun because it's not a first person shooter. Because Shadowrun was this, yeah, this uh, pen and paper RPG, and uh, now you know, it's, it's a Microsoft owned IP, they've still been sitting on it, they've licensed it out to the studio Harebrain Schemes that Mitch actually works at. Um, And they've made a couple of good Shadowrun games, but as far as like a big budget, uh, you know, $50, $80 million game, you've got Obsidian is the perfect talent to just take that and run wild. And, uh, you know, it it would effectively be a new, like a new IP because it's, nobody's done a, a, a big budget first person Shadowrun RPG like that. So... Microsoft's already got all the pieces in place. I would, so that's my answer. I would love to see that.
2: Yeah, and with this Godfall game that's coming out recently, you kind of get an idea of how that could work. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Was that PS5? I'm on board, Ryan. Excellent. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, Brandon I mean, Tyrell. If not Obsidian, then throw it
4: over to InXile True. and have them mm-hmm. do a, a isometric version. Mm-hmm. I think I played an isometric Shadowrun. My memory is super fuzzy from that time period, but was it on Super Nintendo? That's correct. Okay. You are
1: correct, my cool. friend. Yeah. Good memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no.
4: Um, you know what? I'm going to actually back clean up if you want to go because oh. I, I know what you're going to say.
3: <laughs> anytime we talk about old IPs I'm just like hello can I tell you about Fusion Frenzy hey, Final
2: Fantasy <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. so
3: Fusion Frenzy um, one of the reasons I bring this up constantly is because it's not a big RPG it's not a shooter it's not it's a party an game. Adventure game it's a party yeah. game and we don't have good party games on Xbox that are from Xbox like give me a good thing that i can chill down with my friends who don't really care about games or who are like have a hard time with them like fusion friends is a perfect thing for that like not even I, I kid you not one of my childhood friends messaged me like last week she's like oh i booted up my xbox for the first time in years and look what was on it and she like pulled up from, like, fusion friends he was playing it and like that just warms my heart to see something like that happen because it's not it's like a game that connects with people because you have like these great memories and it's like a very Varied kind of mini game system too. So I would love, love, love to see them redo that. Future Frenzy 2 was, hmm. (laughs) So it would be really cool to see them like give that a second take and like make that a thing that they want to keep pushing forward. I think whenever you look at Games now, like there's a lot of really big hitters that we look forward to and they're kind of within a similar genre of games that we always see. Like we got our shooters again, we got our adventure games, we've got our big RPGs. But let's like expand a little bit more and see what else they can do and where else they can play with that can draw in different kinds of people to play games.
1: Love it. Nice. Bring it on. Well, Mr. Cleanup. What do you got? I'm so unprepared.
4: (laughs) I just don't even (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to say. Number one Fable. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I know, I know, we're all sitting here like knowing it's 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 probably in the works. <laughs> Nothing has been officially announced. Just like True. there's no f- Batman game coming officially, you know. True. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Fable, I would love to see that rebooted on the next gen. If that happens, that would be great. I don't.
1: <laughs> if only there was a team being <laughs> a second team being spun up at Playground. Yeah, I, hmm. I would. I would. What could. Would, possibly be coming i would out super of love that uh, <laughs> a british a very talented british team to carry on the the british charm yes that fable uh yeah was i mean you
4: know for. the spirit of lionhead right, right?
1: that that and the, if only they had like an open world engine that did weather really well that could really bring the world of albion to land. no no <laughs> surely, not. <laughs> surely not
4: uh dude i didn't even think about that
1: They've been building it for mm.
4: years. If you if you don't the remember Internet. Fable or anything, and I, I, I jumped off the series around Fable 3 because I didn't like the industrial sort of age that they went yeah, into. Yeah, nobody,
1: I, everybody was, <clears throat> even Peter Molyneux, again, not to plug Unfiltered again, but he, he lamented that they, he said they, they went too far forward in the timeline. Yeah. They should not yeah. have gone up that far.
4: The fairy tale aesthetic of that game is what sold it for yes. me. Mm-hmm. And I've said this probably two or three episodes uh, in total. I don't remember when they were a long time ago, but uh, go back and watch the, the announcement trailer for fable and it it's you know like those sports, uh, those sports trailers where like they're, it's it's crazy good music and there's just dudes with like doing big hits and hitting yeah. home runs and, and you like want to run through a brick wall like that that trailer for me <laughs> like what
1: a <laughs> baseball game that is that, wow that's... that
4: fable that fable trailer is like that for me but for like feel good like fairy tale vibes you know like mm-hmm. it's sweeping camera angles and music and they and it's did like do. the land of albion
1: and they did play with seasons a bit they did in, yeah in the, the yeah. first two fables as well so so uh, uh, which I, which add just adds to that cool charm and atmosphere that you're talking
4: about. Yeah, dude, go back and watch that trailer, and then picture the uh, picture the my my mind is blanking on the developer right now. Uh, Lionhead. Lionhead. No, 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 Playground. Right. Playground now. Yeah. 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 Picture their weather system. Yes. As you're running over the dunes and you see just a, a rain cloud off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, yes. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> open world. <laughs> fable, what a dream. Uh, in addition to that, Alan Wake. Like, oh. I would love to see that rebooted for, but,
1: but it can only—it has to be *Remedy* though. That has to be written by by yeah. Sam Lake. Like, yeah. there's no—I I can't sign off on them handing the keys to that to anyone else. Okay. It's just so distinctly Remedy and, and Sam.
4: But I would love to see, I would love to see an evolutionary jump in that gameplay style. Cause it's a horror game, but it wasn't really a horror game. Yeah. You could take it in either direction. You could take it more control route where it's very aesthetic themed, or you could take it the PT route where it's terrifying and your flashlight is your only friend, you yeah. know? <laughs> so like you really, you could do a lot with that series and I think it would be awesome. Uh, Mechassault. Sorry, I know. Uh, Look at you, just going down. Oh, the I
3: loved MechaSalt. I know, Evan, I'm
4: like, but I'm taking your question and just.
3: Just run with it. Defaming, it's fine. But, yeah, but, it's all yeah. good.
4: Show the love. MechaSalt. I know a new Mech Warrior just came out. Mer- 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 very recent. just yeah. came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked great.
1: Yeah, it did. Reviewed well on IG. I think we gave it an 8.
4: But MechaSalt yeah. was that perfect blend of mm-hmm. like futuristic robots fight. But also, online community, multiplayer, accessible. You didn't need to to know how to drive a big rig to, to play that yeah, game. Yeah, it controlled really well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, the campaign was excellent as well as, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the early uh, hits on Xbox Live.
4: Yep. And but the mm-hmm. campaign
1: was really good.
4: It, it, it and Crimson Skies were really kind of, kind of the first two games yes. that I, I felt were like, oh, this is what. Uh, online console multiplayer is, you know, mm. it's the first time I really felt that way. Uh, and lastly, a little personal gem for me. It, it's not an Xbox IP, but it really did just come to Xbox. Okay. You're not going to guess it.
1: I was going to say control No, troll, <laughs>
4: you. no, um, no, <laughs>
1: uh,
4: <laughs> uh, Monday Night Combat. From, really? from uber entertainment which is now no longer uber to entertainment they're star theory games and they're making kerbal space program too
1: oh wow i didn't uh, know that and did not connect those dots. yeah
4: so uber entertainment made monday night combat which is a third person i think it was like 5v5 or 6v6 class-based i think team fortress 2 but set in a futuristic um a futuristic game show it was super irreverent
3: I remember people playing that so much in high school. It was 360,
4: right? It was 360. Yeah. And then they came out with Super Monday, Super Monday Night Combat, which was for PC. Uh, I never really, I never really messed with that too much. Um, you know, and then they went off and and started making different kinds of games, which, (laughs) which, which is great. But God, dude, Monday Night Combat was so good. It was that again, that easy pick up and play has a lot more depth than you think. Um, and it's just like constant matches where you, where you play and get better and you build up a group of friends. Uh and then, you know a lot of games followed that that sort of model, which was yeah. the easy to pick up arcade online only competitive games like Project uh Gotham City Imposters was another mm. one like that.
1: Oh boy, yeah, that was uh that was an interesting one. That yeah. was Monolith did
4: that. Yeah, it did. Now Well,
1: excellent responses all around and uh great question from Evan there. If you have a loot box question, something fun you want to post to the panel, send it in. Unlocked at IGN.com, which is also the email address that you use to send us trivia questions as uh, we got to get people on the board with uh, the (laughs) Trivia Challenge 2020 here. Robert from Leighton Buzzard, England, writes in with this one. Which of the following – this is – I admit, like, I don't expect anyone to know this. I sure didn't, so take a (laughs) shot. Which of the following achievements did not end in a five or a zero? So this, you know, this is one of those that'll that'll either fix your gamer score, which is what it did for Robert. He wrote in, uh-huh. he had a it, this this fixed it for him, so he yeah. got back to you know that zero or number, five. Or, uh or uh, whole number, yeah. Or or it will it will frustrate you because it will it will screw up your <laughs> your achievement number. Yeah. Uh, so was it the buy the ticket, take the take the ride from uh, Civilization? That's the name of the achievement. Play it again, Vince from Catherine. All Roads Traveled from Life is Strange 2, or Komoteyama from
2: Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That translates to, Where Are You? Right? Komoteyama? I don't remember the Spanish well Pardon? enough. What's your name? What's your name? My Spanish is very bad. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, again, I, I admit I had no idea here. I'm going to go Miranda's way first.
3: <laughs> well, everyone.
2: Do you know?
1: No.
3: Oh, no, I don't. I don't know any. I don't know any of these. Um, or I don't know what these would be in numbers. I never know the achievement in numbers. Like that's yeah, so this, hard.
2: This Robert's uh, putting putting
1: your feet to the fire on this
3: one. Um, I'm going to go with A. Buy the ticket, take the ride, from right. civilization.
1: Destin.
2: Uh, yeah, I was leaning towards that one. Or played again, Vince from Catherine. I actually haven't played Civ, and I haven't played Life is Strange, so I'm at a pretty big disadvantage. Mm. Yeah. What do
1: you? I'll go? I'll go with B. B. All right, Brandon yeah. Tyrell. I can't.
4: I can't in good conscience.
3: Do you know? What?
4: Yeah. Uh, you do? Yeah. The answers were accidentally on yeah, the sheet. I, before I printed
2: it oh. oh, they were on there. You cheated.
4: So, so, you know, I oh, oh, so didn't,
3: saw- you didn't no, cheat. Well, right? I made a mistake. Yeah. So. I didn't see it before. I'm,
4: I'm owning it. I'm, I'm okay. saying that's oh, that's very, I, can, very, uh, I can't participate this week because I did see uh, the
2: the, the run of show and All the right. answers were on there. So. Very noble no. of I you. I I'm abstaining. Pre- Destin. Uh, wow. Bam. Non cheater. I take it back. So, you know
1: what? If it comes down to a tie at the end of the year. I just win. You just win. Because you, <laughs> you, get, you were you the guy points. points. It's, yeah. it's karma coming back around. Yeah. Sportsmanship. Um, well, thankfully, one of you is correct. It's Miranda. And it's not Destin at all. <gasps> yeah. It's Miranda. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well uh, done. Thank you. Thank you. I knew
2: it wasn't
3: gonna be C or D. Yeah. The whole, they released too too many places.
2: The whole reason I thought it might be that one is because like buying a ticket, I can imagine that being like one gamer score.
3: Yeah, it'd be so, something really simple, yeah, easy yeah. to get.
2: Yeah. Well, uh Robert, Yay, you really
1: uh, you really made him hurt on that one. That was good. I'm glad we uh we did that. Good stuff. Again, please send your Xbox trivia questions in to the unlocked at IGN.com email address. Need your question for multiple choice answers and then please note the correct one in your email and there'll be a trophy for one of you at the end of this year. Uh, Maybe there'll also be a Series X for you. I don't know. What? Wait. No. Sorry? I'd You'll have... like to change my answer. <laughs> no, there won't be. You're not getting one of those. Not, not from this, anyway. Wait, I am definitely getting one. You're of getting those, one but... of those. You'll but...
3: have one. Probably not from this
1: show. Probably yeah. not from this show. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, it's time to wrap it up. This has been the, gosh, 427th edition nice. of Podcast Unlocked. Uh, yeah, we're just getting started. There's plenty of a year to go. Again, please take a look at that Doom Eternal preview coverage. If you would uh, be so kind as to help us click click on all of our stuff so we can keep doing podcasts. That's really what it boils down to. Um, otherwise, I don't think I have anything else to promote. Just the Doom bits, Destin? Yeah, you do. You unboxed a, uh, a zombie shark. Oh, yeah. If you like oh, yeah. zombie sharks, zombie army floor. Who doesn't like... Um, sort of like the Sniper Elite, but with zombies, Just kidding. right? It's a spinoff of Sniper yeah. Elite, yes. Yeah, so yeah. It looks cool. I was actually very pleasantly surprised because we get a lot of collector's editions in here, not to sound like, I don't know, spoiled by them. <laughs> Whoa. But like, I took the thing out on the camera. I was like, wow, it's actually, it's like crazy hyper detailed. You yeah. can see little individual like guts and mm. it's a good size, comes in a nice stand. So check out that unboxing if you, uh, if you like zombie sharks.
2: Destin? yeah i mean uh you can still check <laughs> oh, me no. out at twitch.tv and mixer.com slash destin i've been streaming there pretty regularly i'm playing through final fantasy oh, 11 the, the mmo the MMO. <laughs> mmo it's still online it's on pc it's 30 dollars. you for- can't play through it it's an mmo <laughs> no you can so they have all these new systems that allow you to play through it at a very expedient pace so I'm like this is the best time ever to like experience this story Yeah. and this Final Fantasy is probably the most difficult well you could argue one or two are pretty rough or especially two because it was only released in Japan well, no, it, never mind. You can. There's play. a whole bunch of stuff with Final Fantasy. Uh, you can play it on your cell phone, right? You now. can play it on your yeah. cell phone, but the systems were rough. But yes. anyway, so Final Fantasy XI. I'm playing through it. It's a really good time to do it. There's this new trust system. There's a huge XP gains. They get you through the campaign pretty quick, and I'm, I'm having a blast playing that. To get you so. to the end to do the raid content. I don't care about that. I just okay. want to experience the story of Final Fantasy XI. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and there's a great community too. Sign into the Asura server, it's the Reddit server. There's this huge Final Fantasy XI community that I've discovered. They've been very welcoming and it's been a nice. lot of fun. I
1: spent some time with the yeah. beta on that back when it came to 360. 2002? It was, it was a big deal. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, when it wow. came to. No, it was 360. Okay. Not 0-2. Okay. So it would have
2: been... The game was released in 0-2, I believe. So oh, maybe 0-4. PS, for
1: PS2 and PC. Yeah. Yeah, but it did come to... Came to the
2: 360. Yeah. Must have been like 0-6. Okay. Something like that.
1: Huh.
4: Uh, first
2: console MMORPG. At, well, no. Okay. You could argue... Fantasy Star Online. play on that, right? Yes. Yeah. Fantasy Star Online yeah. was the first one. That was Dreamcast, wasn't it? was Dreamcast. Yeah. And then, there, and then I think it was... Original Xbox. Original Xbox. Yeah, and then it was, which,
1: I, which is where I played it. Oh, okay. So
2: Final Fantasy XI, and it did have crossplay all that time ago.
1: Fun fact: When I worked at Official Xbox Magazine, we had the the Final Fantasy XI beta. Yeah, on our game disc. Thank you. Yes. Uh, on our demo disc that mm-hmm. came with every copy mm-hmm. of the magazine, you couldn't. You it was. It, but the way that Square had built their software, they built the beta. You needed the disk to uninstall the beta. <laughs> oh. oh so we would get emails from time to time, people that had thrown away their, you know, the magazine and the disk. And they're like, I, well, I need to get this because it took up a lot of space. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, remember, 20 gigabyte hard drive yeah. back then. <laughs> and this is an MMO. So we would, we would get emails like, can I get another disk? Cause I need to get this Final Fantasy thing off the, so yeah, thankfully we had a, customer service department that would keep an archive of those things oh, geez. But, yeah that was a that was a fun little footnote yeah in, in xbox
2: history <laughs> talk so about, anyway talk about oversight yeah just <laughs> yeah. this fascinating game that i'm playing in my own time and you can you can join me if you'd like nice where can i we like join it. you Twist tv and mixer.com slash destin and youtube.com slash the destin channel whatever platform you want i don't care love just it let's hang out and you just rebranded nice. so it's important to yep like that logo oh man make i love it. that logo thank very you very cool yeah. can you make that no, I had a teammate. The team over at Get Wrecked Labs that did really great work. Shut Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I'm still plugging through some IGN First
4: content uh, Almost month long. We are covering Disintegration, new sci-fi shooter strategy game hybrid, unique, cool little thing from V1 Interactive. V1 Interactive being this Seattle-based um, studio headed up by Marcus Lido. Uh, who you might know as the man who created Master Chief.
1: Yeah, the former art director on the Halo series and That's then right. project lead on Halo Reach. That's right. That's right. Good for you. Nice. Uh, yeah, so his his team is making
4: Disintegration. It's very cool. Um, I've been slowly churning out content, a couple pieces a week over the last couple of weeks. Today, this very day, uh, we put up the first full match of multiplayer. It is... K. I think I used the word... Uh, tactically chaotic or strategically chaotic because when you watch it, there's a lot going on, but there's a, there's a, um, method to the madness is the phrase that I'm looking for. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. And if you like it, uh, maybe check out the other content as well. And we're going to be doing a lot more. Uh, content leading up to the beta which comes out later this month including maybe an in-depth profile of all the different multiplayer crews that you can play and what they do and how they act and, and all that stuff so very cool uh if you want to play the beta later this month uh check out our article on ign it has a link where you can go sign up so
1: sounds good miranda
3: nice um i don't have a whole lot right now just use ign guides (laughs) that's
1: about it that works thank you all right well for miranda brandon and destin i'm ryan this was unlocked 427 we will see you all next week
0: wander with us into a world of magic